Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host. It is March 30th, 2018. It is Good Friday for those of you who observe uh, the Christian holidays. And um, for the Jewish audience, um, and I'm one of them, I'm one of us, and what, what can you say? I wish all of you a happy Passover. In any event, it's a joyous uh, holiday season for both great religions, uh, and I hope that all of you will have the opportunity to share this uh, wonderful upcoming weekend with friends, family, those people uh, you hold close to your heart, and that you all have a wonderful, safe celebration of the holidays uh, of, and also of being Americans. Uh, you know, there's so much to be thankful for in this great country. We must not lose sight of it, and that's why we must strive to protect America, to protect the American way of life, protect the American dream for Americans, uh, you know, it was so on point when, uh, during the uh, State of the Union address when President uh, Trump made the point that Americans are, in fact, dreamers, too, and certainly we are. So uh, those of you who are familiar with my program know that I'm a retired senior special agent with what used to be the Immigration and Naturalization Service, the agency that was uh, sliced, diced, mutilated, and spindled in the uh, time after the terror attacks of 9-11, incredibly, because I say incredibly, the way that DHS was cobbled together really made it much more difficult for our government to secure its borders, enforce our immigration laws. That uh, was the gift of George Bush uh, Jr., George W. Bush, uh, who really is a globalist, as was his father. Uh, and that's what this battle is about today, folks. It's about American sovereignty versus the globalists. The globalists can be found in great abundance in both political parties. They can be found all across America. Because for those who are able to tap into the wealth of dismantling America's borders, the riches that they can amass are nearly unimaginable. But it's only a short-term gain. Because by doing that, we are making our country vulnerable in more ways than most people understand, certainly in more ways than the journalists so-called, are willing to discuss openly. And my mission as a, a former immigration agent is to try to provide all of you with the broadest possible perspectives on just how integral America's border security and effective immigration law enforcement are to national security, to public safety, to public health, to the survival of America and Americans, our way of life, the middle class, you name it, all of those issues are being placed on the endangered species list because of a level of greed and avarice exhibited by politicians, corporate executives, bankers, and the like, um, to an extent that I didn't think was humanly possible. If you look at what happened after 9-11 and you look at where we are today, it has to leave you scratching your head and it has to leave you angry, angry that the very uh, vulnerabilities that the terrorists were able to exploit to enter the United States 
and embed themselves, hide in plain sight as they went about their deadly preparations, almost every one of those vulnerabilities has been addressed with lip service, with a magic act designed to create illusions. But I can tell you my professional opinion is that we have never been more vulnerable than we are today. Never been more vulnerable than we are today. And some of the actions that we have taken are incomprehensible. You know, this entire uh, overwhelming focus on the U.S.-Mexican border is insanity. It's crazy. I'm trying to still understand how stupid we can be as a nation and how foolish the American people are. Now, before you get all agitated and say, wait a minute, we've got to secure the border, we do. We do. But there's many other things that we have to do also. So let me start out by saying something that I have said frequently, whether it's when I was a witness before congressional hearings, when I provided testimony to the 9-11 Commission, when I've testified before state legislative hearings around the country. If we had the deflector shield from the Starship Enterprise securing the U.S.-Mexican border, if nothing could get across the border, mosquitoes, people, drugs, guns, nothing, if that border was totally secured, 9-11 would have happened exactly the way it happened. The Boston Marathon bombing would have happened exactly the way it happened. The San Bernardino attack would have happened exactly the way it happened. Now, understand, the Mexican border provides vulnerabilities that are beyond belief. We need to be focused on the fact that in Latin America today, there are terror training camps in the tri-border region of Brazil, where Brazil abuts with Paraguay and Argentina. Hezbollah, Hamas, probably ISIS and Al-Qaeda have training camps there. We know that Iran has been flying, and for years, for years, has been flying their shock troops, their Quds forces, directly into Caracas, Venezuela, not for vacation, not for R&R, I can assure you. So understand that Latin America is a huge, huge problem. You look at the Mexican drug cartels operating along the border, operating in Mexico. You look at MS-13, which has gained control over sections of the U.S.-Mexican border. You look at the violence of Ciudad Juarez right across the river from El Paso, Texas. You realize the level of the threat we face. But this is a multi-front war on terror that we are waging. We keep expanding the visa waiver program. hasn't happened under President Trump's uh, rule and and I hope that it never expands, that we should have ended the visa waiver program the day after 9-11. We had 26 visa waiver countries on 9-11. We're now up to 38 visa waiver countries. Bush added some, and Obama added some, and there should be zero. But they're doing it because this is what the people who are really in power want, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the bankers, the Wall Streeters, the real estate you know, giants. They want an unlimited supply of foreign workers, an unlimited supply of foreign tourists, an unlimited supply of foreign students. They want people to come into the United States and buy up real estate and drive the value of the price of real estate up, often out of the reach of mere Americans. So when when people focus all of their attention on the U.S.-Mexican border, let me tell you, you're being blinded and you're being foolish. We need to understand that immigration is a system. And we need to understand that immigration has nothing to do with Mexicans, Latinos, ethnicity. Uh, Human nature is human nature. And the greatest number of lawful immigrants entering the United States every year come from Asia. The greatest number of foreign students in the United States come from India. Second uh, behind them 
is uh, China, and behind them, Saudi Arabia. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I wrote an article for Front Page Magazine. I write for frontpagemag.com. I write for the social contract. I have something to say about that and a little bit about the social contract, a new project we've just completed that I'm ecstatic about. I write occasionally for Newsmax. Um, I expect to put some articles out once again for progressives for immigration reform. Um, NRA Radio Television, by the way, has had me on their show earlier this month. And on Tuesday evening, between 6 and 7 o'clock East Coast time, this coming Tuesday, I'm going to be a guest on the Dana Loesch program. She used to be with the Glenn Beck Network. Now she's moved over to NRA TV. I've been invited on to do a, an interview with Dana on Tuesday sometime between 6 and 7 p.m. Um, so that's something I'm excited about. On Monday, I'm going to be over at uh, One American News Network doing a segment with uh, Le- Graham Ledger. I love being on with Graham. Uh, he very often reminds me of the old-time news reporters that we actually had on television. Not the nonsense you see today, the fake debate food fights that teach nobody anything about anything, just a lot of noise, a lot of flash, and a lot of nothing. Um, You know, we need to sit down and understand the issues. Roseanne Barr's programming has never been my cup of tea. Taste is, you know, left to the individual. But I love the points that she made on her program. And look at the ratings, and I understand now that ABC, ABC television is bringing her program back because they couldn't ignore the ratings. And she is unabashedly a Trump supporter. You know, politics is a pendulum. It swings one way and then it swings the other way. And most Americans really want that pendulum essentially centered. You know, we could quibble, you know, three degrees to the left, four degrees to the right, whatever. But essentially, Americans are centrists. But the, the food fight mentality of the medium, think about this. You know the old story that if dog bites man, it's not a story, but if man bites dog, it becomes a front-page headline? Well, the louder you are and the crazier you are, the more likely your wacky viewpoint is going to garner all the attention on the evening news or the afternoon news or the newspaper or, because crazy sells. Nutso sells. Wackaloons sell. You know, so please understand that. When, when you hear some of this insane stuff that's going on, Uh, people kind of scratch their head and say, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Uh, You know, I'm a firm believer that people are entitled to live the lives that they want to live without anybody interfering. Uh, I don't care about if someone's gay or not. Who cares? I I loved uh, Senator Goldwater, the former presidential candidate back in 1964, but Goldwater said he didn't care if a soldier was gay or straight, only if the person could shoot straight. And that kind of parallels what I think. But the lunacy that you can't, call, can't walk into an audience and say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, for fear that somebody is going to be offended. I mean, give me a break. Uh, this is the kind of lunacy that we're witnessing. People are afraid to talk to one another, and I think that this is being done with intent. Because if we talk to each other, we find out that we're really not that different. We're really not that different. This is a divide-and-conquer strategy being foisted on America by the globalists by the globalists. They don't want Americans coming to any conclusions, so they keep them separated. They create artificial divisions. The Latino voter is a great example of racism and bigotry. It's disgusting. The Jewish voter, the black voter. Folks, we're Americans. What difference does your skin color make 
when, when you consider what your long-term dreams for yourselves and your children and your grandchildren are. Essentially, all Americans want the military to keep America's enemies as far from our shores as possible. Essentially, all Americans want police to keep the streets safe. We want to know that the schools effectively educate our children. And we want to know that any American, irrespective of what I consider to be the superficial issues, race, religion, ethnicity, gender, any American can write the next great American success story if he or she studies hard, works hard, and perhaps benefits from a little bit of good old-fashioned luck. That's what we all want. There are variations on themes, and we may disagree about abortion. We may disagree about school prayer. I understand that. This is America. We're not all going to agree on the same issues. But in order for those debates to not be mere exercises in academic debate and nonsense, to make those debates meaningful, we first have to protect and preserve America and the Constitution and our freedoms of speech, you see. And that's really what's under attack. And so we're all being distracted by the circus, by the noise, by the wacky headlines. You know, what Donald Trump was right. Donald Trump was right, rather, when he talked about fake news. This is fake news that is designed... My goodness, I didn't realize that I did a short program. What I want you to do, please go to Educating America's Adversaries on Front Page Magazine. Chinese engineers are building Chinese military. We now have 192,000, I'm sorry, 152,000 Chinese students studying the STEM curriculum in the United States. We're educating the engineers who are building up the Chinese military. We are educating people who do not have our best interests at heart. Please check out the article. This is going to be a short program because of the holidays. Please remember that democracy is not a spectator sport, and um, I hope to see you again next week, next time right here on the Michael Cutler Hour. I apologize for the short programming, but uh, the holidays are upon us, and um, I will look forward to being with you again next Friday. So long, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend.